Well, I used to say when the basketball team went out for the first time in college, this is it. This is what they worked hard for all spring. And Johnny Odom's bound to have a little lump in his throat right now as he wears number 13 on the A's uniform, leading off Luis Aparicio, one of the America League's all-time greats. Here's the first pitch of 69. It's swung on a one-hopper back to Odom. Johnny's got it. He throws the cater well away, and we're underway. So Johnny Odom has got a big one out of the way. Here's a left-handed batting rookie by the name of Carlos May. I say rookie. Actually, he was up for a little while last year. But he had a sensational spring training for the White Sox. So batting only 179 for them last year in a partial season, he had hit 330 at Lynchburg. A left-handed batter. Here's Odom's pitch. Outside, ball one. Ed Rungi, the plate umpire. One ball and no strikes to count. The A's and the White Sox. There will be 162 just like this brought your way by your friendly Richfield dealers of the West. Here's a pitch. Little low, ball two. Two balls and no strikes on Carlos May. Bill Melton, the White Sox third baseman, will bat third. And speaking of White Sox, they have changed their traveling uniform considerably this year. Here's Odom's pitch. Way outside, ball three. The White Sox this year are wearing a gray, trimmed in blue. They do have white socks for a change. And they're wearing blue sanitary hose and white names and numerals on the back. There's a 3-0 pitch for a strike. It's 3-1 now. The White Sox last year traveled in a powder blue uniform. For years, it's worried me the White Sox didn't wear white socks. I feel comfortable again now. <laughs> Here's a 3-1 pitch. Swing and a miss, strike two. John Odom's sinker seems to be going down pretty well right now. Full count, three balls, two strikes on left-handed batting Carlos May, the White Sox. He cocks the bat, here's the pitch. Swinging strike three, Odom got him. Boy, Odom threw one in there that dropped about half a foot. Now there are two down in the first inning, and the batter is Bill Melton, the White Sox third baseman. This guy had 266 in 34 games with Chicago at the end of the season last year. Had two home runs. He's a right-handed batter. The White Sox think he's going to be a great one. Odom Wines kicks that white shoe in the air. Here's the pitch inside and low ball one. Boy, what a good-looking uniform out on the field. Beautiful, beautiful night here in the Coliseum. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Breaking ball is outside. It's two balls, no strikes. Greatest feeling in the world. The start of another Major League Baseball season. Al has been around a lot of them. Has there ever been an opener, Al, when you didn't feel a little bit more excited than any other game? I just made that comment, Monty, when you were on your way up from the field. I said, uh, you can go through a million of them, and uh, doggone it, there was something about this one the night you kind of got to you. Two-hole pitch. Swung on it. Missed strike one. I think it's the greatest game in the world and to see it getting started here again and playing for real rather than those exhibition games makes you feel good all over two balls and one strike on Bill Melton two down top of the first Odom's pitch strike two call Ooh, Odom is throwing that ball here tonight Ooh, did you see that jammer off that fist two balls and two strikes to count with two down Melton at the plate 
Waggles the bat back and forth a little. Odom winds, kicks, and throws. There's a ground ball headed to right field. It gets through there for a base hit for Melton. Jackson picks the ball up in right, throws it back into the infield. The White Sox have their first hit of the game, and it puts Bill Melton on first base. He hit that one right off the fist between first and second on the ground. Now here's Gail Hopkins, a spring sensation with the White Sox. He hit 324 last year in the minor leagues, playing for Evansville. He had opened the season at Hawaii. Big guy had 20 home runs one season. He's a graduate of Pepperdine College in Los Angeles. Left-handed batter. The curve to him is a little high, ball one. Gail Hopkins, first baseman. He actually signed as a catcher. Was an all-star catcher in the Florida State League. He played at Lodi, California, and hit 358 in 1967. Here's the pitch. Strike call on the outside corner. At Lodi, he had 12 home runs, 66 runs batted in, and a 358 batting average. The A's, of course, will have a farm club in Lodi this year. we got underway a little later on. One and one, and runner at first base. Odom sets. Here's the pitch. Low, it's two balls and one strike. There are two down, a man on. Top half of the first inning. John Odom sets. Delivers. There's a foul ball back into the crowd and the first foul souvenir of 1969. Two balls, two strikes. Hopkins at the plate. Stands with his feet fairly close together and straight away. Odom's pitch. Bouncing ball out towards second base. Campanaris has got it. Steps on second for the fourth out and the runner coming down and the side is retired. Well, Johnny Odom gets his first inning of 1969 out of the way harmlessly. No runs. One hit. One man left on. The score the White Sox. Nothing. The A's coming to bat. How would you like to get out one of these nights and uh, take in an Oakland A's ball game? Get the family together and come on out to the ballpark. Enjoy the excitement and the chatter of the crowds and the hot dogs and the peanuts and the popcorn. Does that sound like a good idea? It does? Well, wait a minute. Before you go, you'll want to know who's playing and when and where. And all the answers are found in the official 1969 Oakland A's schedule card, available free at all Richfield service stations. All you have to do is stop by and pick one up. You'll have an accurate listing of the opponents and when and where the games will be played. Oh, and while you're at it, you'll want to fill your tank with the gasoline that'll get you there. Richfield Imperial Boron Gasoline, the big mileage maker, with extra mileage in every tank full. Extra mileage to help you live a little extra at an Oakland A's ball game. So why not get out and play ball at an Oakland A's baseball game? Stop by a Richfield station, pick up an Oakland A's official schedule card. You know it fits right into your wallet. All right. We'll see you at the ball game. While Al was reading that Richfield commercial with so much enthusiasm, the enthusiasm of the crowd here was for the first reaction to the great million-dollar animation board. Adam Mule hitting a baseball for a long smash. And a crowd.
crowd loved it. Now Gary Peters, the left-hander, who's got a long time outstanding record against the Oakland A's, is on the mound to pitch to Campy Campanera as the A shortstop. The first pitch, Campy swings and misses strike one. Little Campy had a sensational spring batting record. He hit 326 this spring. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Campy hits a bouncer to shortstop. Aparicio digs it out. Throws over to first. Campy is out by a couple of strides. There's one down. Now here's Reggie Jackson, the A's right fielder. Jackson hit 29 home runs last year. Youngster knocked in over 70 runs. Bill Melton plays him shallow at third base. Peters kicks and fires. Jackson goes around on a slider and misses strike one. In spring training, Reggie Jackson hit 221, but had five home runs. Here's the 0-1 pitch. There's a drive foul that's going into the crowd over behind third base. Good to see first base coach Bobby Hoffman back in action. Bobby was felled by a drive off the bat of Sal Bandel in Arizona. Couple of beautiful black eyes there too, has he? Boy, he's a very fortunate man, really. Bobby got a badly broken nose, swollen eyes, but he realizes how lucky he was. Ball hit him where it did. Anywhere else in the head, he might have just ended it all. No balls, two strikes, one out. Jackson the batter. Here's the line and down right the pitch. Strike three. Call. Jackson is out looking. So there are two down. We just had a report. The first bases loaded home run of 1969 hit over in the National League. Felix Mian hit one in the sixth inning with the bases loaded to tie up that ball game. Now here's Mike Hirschberger, A's left fielder, coming up. Mike hit 272 last year for one of his finest years ever. Right-handed batting outfielder. Here's the pitch. Hits the dumper down the right field line. Going for the ball is Buddy Bradford near the foul line and makes the grab, and that's all for the A's here in the first inning. So it's three up and three down for Gary Peters, and the score now after one inning of play is the A's and the White Sox. Nothing, nothing. Is there a pleasure gap in your weekday routine? Do you need something extra to lift you out of Monday's deep decline? Because there is something you can do about Monday and Tuesday, or in fact every day of the week. You can fill up the pleasure gap when you fill up with Richfield Imperial Poron, the mad, impetuous fuel that lifts you up and lifts you out. Richfield Imperial Boron, the mad, impetuous fuel with extra miles in every tank full. Extra miles to help you live a little extra. This week, fill up with a tank of Richfield and go for an evening cruise along the beach or head for an old hangout or hunt a new hunt. Fill up the pleasure gap by filling up with Richfield Imperial Boron, the mad, impetuous fuel that lifts you out of Monday's deep decline. Richfield Imperial Boron. Money? Dwayne Josephson, a big catcher for the Chicago White Sox, will lead it off against John Odom here in the second inning. Buddy Bradford and Ken Berry will follow in that order. It's a scoreless game and a lively crowd here in Oakland tonight. We hope that you're planning to join us for lots of exciting American League baseball as the league is divided into two divisions this year, East and West. The A's will be playing nothing but Western Division teams for quite some time, about a month of the season, so the early games are important ones to the young A's.
Wayne Josephson, right-handed batting catcher. Dwayne hit 247 for Chicago last year with six home runs. He played in 128 games. Odom winds, here's a pitch. Bouncing ball hit towards third. Vando charges it, comes up with it, throws the first, got him. One away in the second inning, and Odom has the White Sox hitting that ball on the ground. Here's Buddy Bradford. Young fellow, the White Sox have been looking forward to coming up into the big leagues for a long while. He got his first full shot at it last year, playing 103 games, hitting 217 and five homers. They expect a lot of this guy in the future. Real good speed, a good throwing arm, and he indicated pretty good power by hitting 17 home runs in the minor leagues one year. Odom's pitch to him, the slider outside, ball one. No major surprises developed for the A's as far as the starting lineup for 1969 was concerned. Dave Duncan had to go out and prove to it that he could become the number one catcher, and he did. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Bradford. Swing and the bouncer foul. One ball and one strike on Bradford, one out second inning. No score in our game. The A's and the White Sox, and they'll be playing here again tomorrow afternoon at 1.30. Odom pitches again to the plate. Strike call. He hits that inside corner with a hard sinker. One ball and two strikes. Delivers again. Curve high. Two and two to Bradford. Computerized scoreboard. Here at the Oakland Coliseum. What we call a game in progress board is on the right field side, high up on the life standards. Gives up to the minute batting averages of all the players. There's a swing and a miss. Strike three. Odom retires Bradford for his second strikeout of the game. Now with two down, here is Ken Berry. Outstanding defensive center fielder for the Chicago White Sox. Ken has been up with the White Sox since 1965 on a full basis and has played at least 147 games in every year. Last season hit 252 with seven home runs. Right-handed batter. Odom's pitch. Strike gets in there. Balls in one strike count. Two down, top of the second. No score. Only one pitch. Foul ball back into the crowd. Speaking of the crowd, they'll be entertained royally. In 1969, for every ball game, there'll be a strolling Dixieland band on hand. They gave a little bit of a, an indication of what they're going to be doing down on the field in the pregame ceremonies. We don't know what we're going to name them. It'll be up to the fans to do that. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Fly ball in the shallow right field. Reggie Jackson's got it sighted. Down it comes, and Reggie's got it. And that's all for the White Sox. In the second inning, no runs, hits, or errors. Nobody left on. And the scores, the White Sox nothing, and the A's nothing.
on you live a little extra? Just fill up the car with family and Richfield Imperial Boron and get out and get going. Drive someplace exciting, someplace they've never been before. Use the extra mileage you get with the big mileage maker, Richfield Imperial Boron, to live a little extra. Gary Peters delivers to Bando. Slow curve, hits the corner, call strike. Peters had an off year last year due to a little bit of an arm injury. But he was a 20-game winner in 1964. Here's the pitch, fastball inside, 2-1. and one. Gary really knows how to pitch. He's not overpoweringly fast, nor does he have an outstandingly big curveball, but he can throw it around where he wants to. The pitch, Bando hits a liner to the shortstop, dug out beautifully by Aparicio. He throws him out at first, and there's a great play. Luis Aparicio, nine times a Golden Glove Award winner as the outstanding shortstop in the American League, just showed the fans here why. Bando hit a smash to his left, Louie took it on the short of what the players call the dirty hop and got it anyway. Now here's Danny Cater. Danny hit 361 this spring, but what's more important is what he did last year. The second best hitter in the American League with a 290 batting average. Peters misses low, ball one. Danny Cater, the first baseman of the A's. At the top defensive average in the league last year among first basemen and the second best hitting average among all the players. Look out. He had to skip a little rope to get out of the way of that inside Gary Peters pitch. Two balls and no strikes. There's no score. We're happy to have you with us tonight, courtesy of friendly Richfield Dealers of the West. And if you don't have one of those handy bill full-size schedules yet for all the A's games in 69, you can get one from any Richfield dealer. Cater fouls this one away at strike one, two and one. Very attractive looking little schedule to fit right into the billfold or the pocket. I know you can get one, a handful of them, give them out to all your fans and plan to join us. Here's a 2-1 pitch. Cater swings and misses a slow curve. It's 2-2 two two now. One away, last half of the second inning. Gary's next pitch on the way. Swinging strike three. Cut Cater down with a fastball right in on his fist. 
So there are two down. Let's pause for station identification. This is the Oakland A's Baseball Network. Yes, and remember, this is the place, KNBR Radio 68, and that, of course, is in San Francisco. At the Coliseum in Oakland, this is Monty Moore along with Al Helper. Here's Dick Green at the plate, batting for the A's with two down. Curveballs, beauty, strike call right on the fifth. Greeny was almost unstoppable in spring training at 431. Dick Back is a regular second baseman. Four years he was the A's starting second baseman. Last year was out of action quite a bit. Pitch to him, swung on a hit up into the air in a shallow right field. Carlos May is there and he's got it. So it's three up and three down after two innings of play. The score is the A's nothing, the White Sox nothing. What is the first thing you notice when you drive up to a brand new Richfield service station? The soft colors of the brick and the stonework? The greenery that surrounds the brickwork of the building, the roof that protects you and your car from the hot sun or the drizzling rain, or the friendly attendant who's right there to service your car. This is the new good neighbor look of the Richfield service station from Atlantic Richfield Company. We have this new look because we take pride in your community, because we take pride in ourselves. Above all, because we want to serve you better. Stop by a Richfield service station and see what you notice first. Oh, and while you're at it, fill up with Richfield Imperial Boron Gasoline, the big mileage maker. And speaking of Richfield, out on the big animation board over the left field wall, there's about oh, 150, 200 feet of Richfield Imperial Boron sign right now. And maybe a little bit later on in the game, it'll come along sometime, I know, a tremendous little animation cartoon. We call them commercials. So call it what you like. They entertain anyway. All right, now for the Chicago White Sox, Sandy Alomar, the second baseman, will lead off here in the third inning. John Odom and Gary Peters against each other. Odom has allowed one hit. He has struck out two. The A's have not had a runner as yet against Gary Peters. He has always been tough against the A's. Sandy Alomar, classy fielding, fast-running little second baseman at the plate. The pitch to him is low from Odom, ball one. Kicks that white shoe in the air again and throws a strike from the outside corner. One ball and one strike. Odom's pitch. Outside. Two and one. The White Sox finished last year in eighth place in the American League. Lopez, the manager of the White Sox, took over after the start of the season last year. 2-1 pitch. There's a roller down the first base line, but it kicks off foul. Two balls, two strikes. And looking at Lopez's fabulous record as a manager in Cleveland and Chicago, only one time prior to last year, and he can't take the credit for last year, had a team of his ever finished lower than second. And that covers a lot of years. Managing the White Sox from 1960 through 
through 65. They finished second three years in a row. 2-2 pitch to Alomar. Line drive to Campanaris. He takes it on one hop and guns him out. A good play by Campy. Campanaris in front of him, one of the toughest plays a shortstop has to make, though that one did bounce quite a ways out in front of the little guy. Now here's Gary Peters, the White Sox pitcher, and this guy might be the best hitting pitcher in baseball. Now the big million dollar scoreboard has tremendous design on it right now that says, what a beautiful play, and I agree. third here is Gary Peters. Left-handed batter, Odom pitches to him. Curve, drops in there, call strike. We'll have the scores of all the other major league games, the big openers for you. Very shortly here, Al's putting them all together right now. Odom's pitch to Peters, a fastball that tails off outside. One ball and one strike to count. One pitch. Ball two. See a couple of the expansion teams won their openers today. Montreal and Kansas City both won openers. We have that Kansas City team in here for the weekend, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and a double dip on Sunday. Here's a pitch. Swing and a bouncer left side of the infield. Campy charges it, picks it up, throws the first, and there are two downs. This playing field is just beautiful. Al, I, last year, I don't think it ever attained this beauty. No, I don't think so either, Monty. Well, they've toned that red clay down a little bit, too, and that looks a little bit better, and I want you to know that outfield. And, well, the grass here and the entire ballpark is just beautiful, and uh, it uh, sort of comes right up at you, doesn't it? The groundskeeper's Coliseum did a fantastic job. When we left to go to Arizona for spring training, I took a look at the stadium the last day, and it was under about a foot of water. There's a call strike to the leadoff man, Luis Aparicio. Little Louis starting the White Sox batting over order over again. Grounded the pitcher on the first pitch of 1969. There are two down in the third inning. There's no score. Odom's pitch. Louis leans out of the way of a pitch inside. It's one and one. Aparicio had a finger operation after spring training started, and there was some doubt as to whether or not he would be ready to play. But the little guy is. Here's a 1-1 pitch. Inside, ball two. The A's in their wedding gown, white uniforms. Fort Knox gold caps and snow white albino kangaroo shoes. What a sight. 2-1 pitch on the way. Strike, it's called. 2-2. Two two. That ball ran right across the plate. Two balls, two strikes to count on Luis Aparicio. He led the American League in stolen bases nine years in a row. Campy's the one that took it away from him. There's a ground ball hit out towards shortstop. Campy digs it out. It's got a hurry. Throws the first. He got him on a good play. So Campanaris was busy digging out three ground balls in this inning. And in the middle of the third, the score reads, the Chicago White Sox, nothing. The Oakland A's, nothing. 
in the Old West, an ace in the hole was a man's ticket to a big win. Or a shootout on Main Street. Today in the New West, the ace in the hole is your ticket to live a little extra. It's the getaway card. It's traveler's aid when you need it. It's an Atlantic Richfield credit card. It's good for all kinds of things. Gasoline, oil, tires, batteries, accessories at over 70,000 service stations coast to coast. And more. It's good for motels and meals. Rent a car. Put a whole vacation trip on it and pay in monthly installments. An Atlantic Richfield credit card. A real ace in the hole. Why don't you keep one up your sleeve? Atlantic Richfield Company. Rick Monday, the A's center fielder, will lead it off in the third inning. Very, very pleasant night weather-wise here. It was about 70 degrees in the Bay Area today. Very fine night. All right, Gary Peters has retired six in a row. We'll pitch now to Rick Monday. The pitch. Monday ran up on the curve and took it outside. Ball one. Rick at 274 last year for the Oakland A's, raising his batting average from 251. Some 23 points he raised it last season. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Curve over, call strike, one and one. One thing you can be pretty well assured of, if you beat Gary Peters, you're going to do it with a bat. He doesn't walk many. One-on-one pitch. Fly ball. Hit up into the air off third. Foul territory. Bill Melton right in front of the A's dugout makes the catch. And there's one away in the third. And now here's the A's catcher, Dave Duncan. San Diego boy who had his best year in professional baseball at Modesto where he clouded 46 home runs one season. Right-handed batter with tremendous power. There's no score in our game. The A's and the White Sox. Pitch to Duncan. Curve swung on and missed strike one. Boy, what a hand the Yankee Clipper got tonight. Joe DiMaggio. Hank Bauer is greeted royally by the Bay Area fans. And by Miss California, I might add. 0-1 pitch. Outside to Dave. It's 1-1 one one now. Sharon K. Terrell, a very charming little girl, and I'm sure will do quite well in representing the state of California in the Miss America contest later on. 1-1 pitch to Duncan. Curveball swung on. Miss strike two. Let me see those scores. I'll pass those along here. The other games that have been completed in the big leagues as soon as Duncan gets on or out. 1-2 pitch. A little high with a fastball at 2-2. Two two. Montreal beat the New York Mets 11-10. Here's a pitch. Curveball. Duncan yanks it foul. Way back into the crowd. Another National League opener today, the Chicago Cubs beat the Philadelphia Phillies 7-6. to 
44,541 in New York for the Mets opener and 40,796 in Chicago for the Cubs opener. Here's a 2-2 pitch to Duncan. Look out. Strike three called on that inside corner. Gary Peters is looking sharp. Oh, he's moving that ball around like you never saw. He has struck out three, hasn't walked anybody. No one's gotten on base. Here's John Odom. The Atlanta Braves beat the San Francisco Giants 10-2. That's it in the National League. Here's a pitch to Odom. Swing and a miss, strike one. There's one game still underway in the National League. The Pirates and the Cardinals are tied up 2-2 in the seventh inning. No balls, one strike. The pitch to Odom. Strike two call, a fastball in there. The Kansas City Royals beat the Minnesota Twins 4-3. Mo Drabowski the winner over Joe Grizenda. That one went extra innings. Pitch, Odom takes a curve in the dirt. Ball one. beat Baltimore 5-4 to four today. Here's a pitch to Odom. Curve, strike three called, and Gary Peters got another one looking. And he's got a big looking breaking ball tonight. After three full innings of play here at the Coliseum in Oakland, this one is scoreless. The White Sox nothing, the A's nothing. Thank you, Trent. I'm loose here in the fourth. Thank you very much, Monty. Thank you for those very kind words. It's real pleasant to be with you again, and you know it. Getting ready here in the top half of the fourth inning. Carlos May is the batter up there now. He's the left-hand hitting left fielder of the White Sox. Odom tries a soft curve and moves it downstairs for ball one. Carlos May to be followed by third baseman Bill Melton, and then we'll have first baseman Gail Hopkins. Johnny Odom has given up just one base hit. We've only had one base runner in the ball game tonight. Pitch tails off outside about waist time. That'll be ball two. Carlos May. He stands about uh, three-quarters deep to the plate. Hugs up tight against it, sort of uh, guards it right up on the plate, bats him a slight cross, and moves that bat nervously back and forth. Odom's fastball swung on, ripped down to Danny Cater. It bounces off Danny shins. Green picked it up, but there's no play at first base. So we have a base runner here for Chicago in the top half of this fourth inning. It'll be a base hit. That ball was smashed right at the feet of Danny Cater, and he didn't have much of a chance to pick it up. That'll be hit number two off Odom and runner number two for the Chicago White Sox here tonight. Coming up now is Bill Melton. He got the base hit for the White Sox in the first inning with two out. Single to right field and was forced to second base as Gail Hopkins hit to shortstop to Campanaris and he stepped on uh, second base to force the man. Odom checks first base. Carlos May, the runner, comes down to the plate with a fastball to a right-hand hitter and it swung on by Melton missed for strike one. And he definitely chased the low pitch. batting 1,000 for the American League season. He's had one for one. I guess that's about as high as you can get. Carlos May leads off first base. The pitch to the plate with the runner holding is taken in there for the strike on a check swing. No balls and two strikes. Boy, I want you to know this animated scoreboard up here is something. Just a few minutes ago, great big KNBR sign went up there. 
Let the world know about our flagship station. Odom delivers the plate. Fastball, low and outside. One ball, two strike count. We've had but two hits in the ball game. Both of them belong to the Chicago White Sox. The A's have not had a base runner so far in the ball game, and the White Sox have had two. Their second one is on at first base right now. Carlos May. The pitch there goes May. It's swung on and fouled away. May had a pretty good jump that time, and Melton tried to swing to punch that ball into right field to hit behind the runner, and he fouled it away to the right of the plate. So Carlos May will have to come back and do it all over again. One ball and two strike count. When you come to the Coliseum this year, you want to direct your attention to the message board up over the left field bleachers. The programming on that board will really be something to see. The pitch to the plate now, swung on by Melton, a soft tap down across the carpet to shortstop. The only play for Caponaris will be the first base. He'll get his man, but the runner, Carlos May, has been moved over to second in scoring position. one out here in the top half of the fourth inning. Carlos May is the runner at second base on that 6-3 ground out. And the batter coming up to the plate now is left-handed batting first baseman Gail Hopkins. It wasn't figured really that Gail Hopkins might make the varsity. But he came up very well for the Chicago White Sox, Al Lopez was telling me this morning. And it looks like he has a chance of being a fixture at first base. Curveball, a shoulder high outside to Hopkins. stands three quarters deep at the plate and away from it. Hopkins has only been around uh, professional ball since 1965. He broke in with Sarasota. Pitch curveball. Drops in there nicely for the strike. Johnny Odom had that one turned over. Gail Hopkins out of Pepperdine College in Los Angeles. First baseman now, but was a catcher by trade when he was signed. Curveball hangs a little high, about shoulder high, and stays outside. So the count is two balls and one strike now on Gail Hopkins, who last year with the Chicago White Sox played 29 ball games at 216 for them. He had no home runs, but he can clock the ball. Odom checks, Carlos made the runner back at second base, wheels that pitch into the plate, and it swung on him, beaten down into the ground foul. Two ball, two strike count now on Gail Hopkins. He's batting third here in the fourth inning. However, his uh, spot in the batting order is cleanup, batting fourth. Hopkins may have fouled that ball off his own uh, toe. He's uh, sort of hobbling around now like he has a hot foot. Dick Green in to talk to uh, Johnny Odom, then turns and runs back to his uh, position at second base. Green will play that position deeper than most second basemen. He goes back on the room of the outfield grass, particularly with a left-hand hitter up there which is the case right now. The right side of the infield is deep. Bando is playing the shallowest of all the infield. He's playing just behind the base pads at third. Odom checks the runner, Carlos May. Delivers the plate, the pitcher swung on him, pop foul. This one will spin back to the crowd and go out of play. All locked up here in this ball game at 0-0. Chicago White Sox have a runner on at second base in the person of Carlos May. He singled off the shins of Danny Cater at first base, and it was a hot shot. Moved over to second on the Bill Melton ground out from Campanaris to Cater. Fastball just a little low to a left-hand batter. 
So it's a full count now. Three balls and two strikes. Dwayne Josephson, the White Sox catcher, is on deck to go next. Johnny Odom leaning forward on his knee to get the sign from Dave Duncan. And Gail Hopkins decides that uh, he'd better back away from the plate and get a little dirt. Now he's back up and digs in. Carlos May, who can uh, move pretty well, is a runner at second base. He's the White Sox left fielder. Odom over the top of the fastball. Swung on, hit right back to the mound. Odom's got it, throws over to Sal Bando, but he throws into the dirt and all hands are safe. It was the choice of uh, Johnny Odom to play for the runner at third base and wisely so. And on the fielder's choice play, which backfired a little, the White Sox now have runners at first and third. There will be no error charges on the play according to our official score. So Hopkins becomes a base runner at first on the fielder's choice. And uh, Carlos May will be the runner at third. Give the Dibbley still, it was a pretty hard play for uh, Johnny Odom. Actually, he was off stride and off balance when he tried to make his play. And Carlos May was barreling into third base, and Sal Bando had covered the bag all right. But Johnny Odom, off stride and off balance, tried to throw that ball to third and threw it into the dirt, and Sal Bando couldn't uh, come up with it. It hit him in the chest. Now the White Sox have an opportunity with Dwayne Josephson, the right-hand hitter and catcher up there at the plate. He's 0 for 1 tonight, led off the second inning, grounding out to Sal Bando. Odom fires away and the pitch is swung on a slow trickster down to third base. Bando charges. His play will go to first. The run will score. An out is made and Hopkins moves down to second base. So give Josephson the first run batted in in the ball game and the White Sox are out in front one to nothing. That was a slow bounding ball down the third base side and the only play that uh, Sal Bando could make was throwing over to first base to get the batsman. That he did and did it well. Now uh, Hopkins is on at second base on that ground out for the second out in the inning. And the White Sox lead it one to nothing. And the batter coming up to the plate is Buddy Bradford, the right fielder. He stands away from the plate, steps into the pitches. Odom now one run behind, checks his runner at second, comes over the top of the fastball, swung on a miss for a strike. Well, Bradford was really after that one. Again, a check of the runner, Hopkins, at second base. Pitch to the plate, fastball. Again, waved at and missed. Well, Bradford now has the count of no balls and two strikes. is swung on, hit right back to the mound. This time Odom takes plenty of time, throws over to Danny Cater at first base, and that retires the side. So here in the fourth inning, the Chicago White Sox break the ice in this 1969 lid lifter. They pick up one run on one base hit. There were no errors, and there was a man left on. So the score at the end of three and one-half innings of play, it's Chicago one, and the Oakland A's nothing. Friends, does your car drag through the day and on into the night because it's being starved by regular, regular gasoline? The people at Richfield have a solution to your car's problem. Richfield Regular, the gasoline that does a little more for your car. Richfield Regular, the gasoline that gives your car that little extra pickup, little extra drive that makes your car come alive. The problem is not an incurable one. As a matter of fact, it's rather simple to solve. All you need is a tank full of Richfield Regular 
And you'll notice the difference in your car's performance right away. Yes, sir, if your car's starving for a little more power, stop by a Richfield station and let a Richfield dealer solve the problem with Richfield regular gasoline, the problem solver from Atlantic Richfield Company. We move now into the last half of inning number four. And for the Oakland A's, let's step up to pick up the top of the batting order in Campy Campaneris. Campy has put up one time tonight. He hit a ground ball down to Louis Aparicio, and the White Sox shortstop threw him out by about a half stride. Campaneris will be followed by Reggie Jackson and by Mike Hershberger. Out of the mound, a pretty tough left-hander bending that ball in tonight, Gary Peters. Despite the fact that he won only four last year and lost 13, he has been a nemesis. The fastball from Peters is low to Campanaris at 4-1. Gary Peters last year had one decision with the Oakland A's, and it was right in this ballpark. He beat the Oakland A's, and his year's record with them was 1-0. The pitch to the plate to Campanaris is high. Two balls, no strikes. Campanaris, the American League leader in stolen bases for four years. The roadrunner at the plate right now. fastball to him is popped in there for the strike. Two ball, one strike count on Campanaris. Gary Peters working very carefully with Campy. Delivers and Campanaris swings on it, loops it out in left field. Coming up for it is Carlos May, almost overran the ball. But finally grabbed it on the line shot for out number one. Sox can't say that they would overrun uh, fly balls because they've been in training in Arizona where the air is white and the ball takes off. They did that training in Florida. Carlos Mayo almost overran that ball. Now here's Reggie Jackson. Sidearm fastball to him. It swung on. Missed right off the fist. That'll be strike one. No ball and one strike count. One out. Nobody on in the back half of the, to the plate. The Campanaris is high. Two balls, no strikes. Campanaris, the American League leader in stolen bases for four years. The roadrunner at the plate right now. Overhand fastball to him is popped in there for the strike. Two ball, one strike count on Campanaris. Gary Peters working very carefully with Campy. Delivers and Campanaris swings on it, loops it out in left field. Coming up for it is Carlos May, almost overran the ball. But finally grabbed it on the line shot for out number one. Well, the White Sox can't say that they are over, would overrun uh, fly balls because they've been in training in Arizona where the air is white and the ball takes off. They did their training in Florida. Carlos Mayo almost overran that ball. Now here's Reggie Jackson. Sidearm fastball to him. It swung on. Missed right off the fist. That'll be strike one. No ball and one strike count. One out. Nobody on in the back half of the fourth inning. And the Chicago White Sox are leading it one to nothing. Peters over the top with a big curveball. Jackson on a check swing takes it in there for the strike. Nothing and two. The count on Reggie Jackson. His first at bat in the 1969 season. He went down swinging, whipping hard. Had a curveball. There's the slider and it's outside. Reggie Jackson now has a count of a ball and two strikes and calls for the rosin bag, the on-deck circle. 
Hershberger and Bando both kneeling there. Fired over to him. Now Jackson moves back to the plate. Outfield for Jackson. Needless to say, his fan around the right, they're playing deep. They're giving him uh, a lot of left field line. Pitch is swung on and puck back fouled into the crowd out of play. So Jackson is still alive and kicking. You can just uh, see Jackson taking a look at that wall that's been moved in now 10 feet. It's 3.30 down the left and right field lines here. 3.75 to the power alleys and 400 to straightaway center field. Time called for Jackson as he backs away from the plate. We're in the last half of the fourth inning. One out, nobody on. As a matter of fact, the A's have not had a base runner against Gary Peters tonight. His curveball is a little high to Jackson this time. That'll give uh, Reggie the count of two balls and two strikes. Peters is ready. 2-2 two is the plate. The pitch is swung on by Jackson. Hit up the power alley in that center field. Going over for it is the center fielder. He cannot get it. Jackson's on his way to second. He's going to try for three. He's turning on the heat. The throw comes in. He slides. He's out. That's third base. A fine relay play to the third baseman, Bill Melvin. The Reggie Jackson trying to get down to third base where he could be uh, scored on a fly ball. It's cut down on a headline slide at third base. But give him a double. Hit to center field. Hit over the head of Ken Berry. And having thrown out, Ken Berry to the relay man on into third base to Bill Melton. Al Louis Aparicio made another all-star play right then. That relay throw from the outfield was a short hopper off to his right. He backhanded the ball and made a perfect peg. Boy, he certainly did. Mike Hershberger up there now. Dribbles the first pitch foul up the third base side. Well, it's good to see Jackson turning on the steam. After all, he knew that if he were, were third base, that uh, the ball game could be tied up with a fly ball that uh, Kirschberger could come through with one. So he took the gamble, and this time he lost. Fastball to Hershberger. Spucked in there for the strike. No ball, two-strike count on Hershberger. Mike came up in the first inning and retired to side with a fly ball to right field to Buddy Bradford. There's a waste pitch on the outside for ball one. That Aparicio has been around this American League in professional baseball long enough to know just where to be for those cutoff plays. Certainly is uh, good to see a guy who knows his position, like that fellow does. Pitch is swung on, hit off Aparicio's left. He's over, up with a turn, throws to first base, just by a strike to have Hershberger. Well, that Aparicio all over that infield and the short part of the outfield tonight. No runs, it was one base hit. Jackson cut down at third, so there were no men left on, and there were no errors. The score at the end of four full innings of play. The White Sox won, the Oakland A's nothing.
Jake Bridgefield Company. I guess you would want a tighter ball game for an opener that we've got here tonight. One to nothing, the Chicago White Sox. Let's pause for station identification. This is the Oakland A's Baseball Network. Yes, and always remember that this is the good life. KNBR Radio, the big one in San Francisco. In the top half of the fifth inning, Ken Berry up for his second whack at it tonight. He faced Johnny Odom and became out number three in the second inning with a fly ball to Reggie Jackson and right. Takes a curve, dropped in there nicely and turned over right under the leathers for strike one call. Lando up very shallow at third base despite the fact that Berry's a right-hand hitter. Odom with the fastball, misses the outside corner. One ball and one strike count. back to the plate now with his pitches on the inside corner of the plate right off the fist for a called strike. One ball and two strikes. We sincerely hope that all this year long that you're planning to uh, make many trips down to the beautiful Coliseum to see the Oakland A's in action. Please remember, you can get um, A's tickets right here at the Coliseum on the plaza level. Uh, pitch, called strike three. Ken Berry is out of there on the call strike three. Well, let's see, for Odom, that'll be the third one. Don't forget, over 70 branches of the United California Bank. California, supply you with tickets and at all Smith stores in Northern California. Make your arrangements to be with us all season long and enjoy this great American game. Hitting left-handed, Sandy Alomar, second baseman. He was a short to first ground out his first time up. Campanaris whipped it over to first and got him. He takes this pitch high and outside for ball one. One run, two hits for the White Sox. No runs, but one hit for the Oakland A's. They've had the one base runner, and that was rather briefly. Jackson doubling the power alley in uh, left center field and then being thrown out on the fine relay from Aparicio. The pitch is swung on. Plate and trickle foul by Alamar up the first base side. But it took a good one to get Jackson. He was really moving. Aparicio made that throw to Bill Melton, the third baseman, as Reggie Jackson took a diving slide at first base, or at third base. One ball and one strike. That's a count here on Sandy Alomar. Gary Peters to follow. Odom delivers a fastball, and it's ripped the shortstop. Campanaris off to his left, he's got it. I'll tell you, that guy Campanaris to make a believer out of you. Off to his left that time to haul a fast, hot smash down that was ticketed for the power alley in left center. Very nice play for Campanaris. We have two outs here in the top half. Inning number five, that brings on Gary Peters, a good hitting pitcher. He's been up once tonight, hit one off the end of the bat and rolled at the shortstop, and Campanaris threw him up. Left-handed bat. Odom works in with a curveball and swung on, lifted out to right field. There's a well-hit ball. There goes Reggie Jackson over near the wall. Can he get it? He cannot. It is up over the wall for a home run for Gary Peters, just off the flagpole. Gary Peters, who hit home runs last year, has just hit a home run to put his ball club out in front by the score of two to nothing. And he poked it over the corner in right field. So it is now two to nothing, White Sox. That will be the third hit of Johnny Odom.
serves me rightly, Monty. Didn't uh, Gary Peters have a bases loaded home run last year? Pitch to the plate now to Aparicio. Is in there for the strike. Now it could very well be. He didn't against us, but I can recall uh, several home runs that he's hit against us. Uh, I mentioned earlier he's the best hitting pitcher in baseball, probably. Best ball, Aparicio is under the knees. Count. One ball and one strike. Aparicio starting the third, batting around for the White Sox. Hasn't hit a ball out of the infield. He's tapped back to the mound and has been thrown out from shortstop. Odom works him. The curveball stays downstairs. Two ball, one strike count. Well, that home run that Gary Peters got was a line hugger all the way. Pitch is swung on. There's a high pop-up. Right back of the mound. Coming on for it is Danny Cater, the first baseman. And squeezes it for out number three. So here in the fifth inning, the Chicago White Sox pick up another run to make it two. On one base hit, a home run by their pitcher, Gary Peters. So no errors, and nobody left off. So the score at the end of four and a half innings of play. It's the White Sox two, and the Oakland A's have nothing. Well, here we are, Dave Niles. Another baseball season with the Oakland A's and good old KNBR. Hey, you know, Frank, I'm still as confused as I was last year. I didn't realize it was so brutal. I mean, so punishing. Didn't you hear Monty Moore say Rick Mundy died on second base? Oh. I mean, that's incredible. He was such a healthy young man. Look, he... look, Dave, 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 you mean you actually thought he passed away during the game? That's funny. So did I. Nah, cut that out, Dave. You keep that up. I'll unplug your TV set on Monday night. First thing you do, and I'm going to tell everybody that you get up at 4.30 in the morning. Wait a minute. I do get up at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> That's funny. So does our morning man, Frank Dill. Skier. Join the KNBR Sports Club. There'll be lots of ski prizes, especially for you. of any number five. It'll be Sal Bando, the cleanup man in the batting order of the Oakland A's. He'll be followed by Danny Cater and then by Dick Green. Right tough left-hander out on the mound. Gary Peters has two runs to go on. The White Sox are leading in the ball game two to nothing. They have two runs on three hits, including pitcher Gary Peters' home run. He blasted over the right field wall in the top half of this fifth inning. Now here's Sal Bando, who grounded out the shortstop his first time up. Taking the pitch on a check swing, and that's low for ball one. Next day's game tomorrow. Chicago White Sox, game time, 1.30. We'll be on the air with you, 1.10. Pitch the plate is low again to Bando. That's ball two. Johnny McNamara, the Sacramento Squire, coaching at third base, trying to get something started. He's trying to light a fire under the ball club. Pitch is swung on, but Bando and miss. Peter showed him the fastball right under the letters on the inside slice. Two balls and one strike to count now on Sal Bando, leading it off here in the last half of fifth inning for the Oakland A's. Peter's fastball is rammed foul down the right field side. That'll uh, fade over in the crowd for out of play. Gail Hopkins, the first baseman, giving a long run. Had no chance to get it. One thing about the playing surface here at the Coliseum, there's plenty of room to run on the foul line side of first and third base. And a lot of balls are caught here that would not be caught perhaps in other parks. The 2-2 pitch to Bando. 
curveball, and Bando slaps it foul up third base way. Count stays right on at two balls and two strikes. Boy, you know you hear the women talking about fashion shows. Got to see these baseball uniforms this year. A slow tapper down to shortstop and Aparicio and Milton glides. The ball goes out into left field, goes between them, and Sal Bando's the base runner. It'll be a base hit for Sal Bando. You're talking about squeezing it through a knot hole. Bando did it that time. Both Aparicio and Melton went for a slowly tapped ground ball, hit toward second base or toward shortstop. Melton ran into Aparicio, and they were both yelling at each other. But that may have opened the gate here in the last half of the fifth inning. One of those cleaners, Al, the shortstop and third baseman, both on a suicide mission there, trying to get that ball, knowing they have to go full speed to get it. And nobody calls the other one off that play until it's made, really. That is known as an off-hole knock. That's really squeezing through the smallest uh, opening you can get it through. They're lucky nobody got hurt on that play. You were very right about that. Well, those two guys really collided down that infield. Now Gary Peters, with a runner on behind him, has to pitch to Danny Cater, who slams the first pitch foul off the first base side. Gail Hopkins after it. He'll never get that one. That's into the crowd. No ball, one strike count on Danny Cater. Let's see, Danny came up in the ball game in the second inning and was called out on strike. So the number two hitter percentage-wise in the American League last year is without a base hit so far in 1969. But you can expect Danny to... Uh, get his share of base hits. Gary Peters works to him. Cater takes that pitch is high up to the peak of the cap. One ball, one strike count. Quite enthusiastic crowd here tonight. Pouring the A's to go, go, go. Throw to first base. Not in time. Bando is back ahead of it. Hopkins returns to the mound to Gary Peters. swung on. Cater leaps it out into left field. It's in there for the base hit. Bando down to second to hold on. So the A's have the tying runs on now if they can work them around. And it's right up to the green right now. That is the third hit given up by Peters. And it gives the A's a pretty good start here in the back half of this inning. We've got Sal Bando and Cater, both pretty good base runners at first and second. Hank Byers got his first big decision to make in 1969. Do you bunt right here trailing by two with your hottest hitter at the plate and a left-handed batter coming up next or do you let him try to hit? Well, the animated board here says go, go, go. And let's see if uh, they'll go, go, go all out with green. They're expecting the sacrifice. That is the White Sox are. Both at the corners at first and third, the players, Melton at third, and Hopkins, first baseman, will come crawling up. They'll be expecting Green to bunt. Let's see whether they have uh, judged it correctly or not. They have. There is the bunt on the third base side, and it goes foul. It was a perfectly placed bunt, except it kicked foul by a couple of feet. It would have gotten the job done all right. Both uh, players, runners, were on the move, and they were able to, uh, would have been able to get to their bases. Al, I'd be, though Dick Green has been a long ball hitter for the A's and has been our hottest uh, hitter average-wise, he's one of the best bunners the A's ball club has ever had. I was just going to say, uh, Hank has, uh, with either choice, he makes. Either choice he makes, he can't be too far wrong because uh, Green can do it all. 
let's see what happens. They're expecting the bunt again. He squares off, takes the pitch, and it's low inside. Josephson, when he dropped the ball, shook the mask, expecting the runners might take off, but they did not. White Sox have their ace uh, sinker ball reliever uh, up in the bullpen right now, Bob Locker. And he's in a hurry to get ready. Up on the animated scoreboard, the writer and the word charge. Josephson broke a uh, headband on his catcher's mask, uh, Al, so we're going to have to have another one coming out of the bullpen. You know, the tools of the catcher's trade are really something, Monty. Uh, they put a lot of store in those. And just one little funny thing can be wrong. It doesn't have to be broken. And these guys can tell it right away. Feel uncomfortable with it. But that was, as you said, a complete breakdown of equipment. Now Josephson has his new mask. Locker continues to throw down in the bullpen for the White Sox. Here with nobody out, the A's have runners at first and second. The pitch is swung on the green. There's a long shot. Deep to left field. And there it up there now. He takes the pitch low and outside for ball one. I want you to know it can really be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And Green twinkled his eye. Peters delivers the pitches right under the chin of Rick Mundy. That'll be ball two. So very quickly, Mr. Green has three runs batted in and very quickly the A's are out in front like that. Three to two. Three runs on four hits. Monday, the batsman, count of one ball and no strike. Pitch the plate to Rick Monday in there for the strike. One ball and one strike. That home run might well have uh, fired up the Oakland A's considerably. Peters right back to the plate on the 1-1 one -one count. Monday beats it down into the ground foul. Well, it didn't take long, Mr. Moore, for Mr. Finley to get rid of some of those fireworks tonight, did it? No, one of the greatest understatements of all times is on a million-dollar scoreboard right now. It says, what a beautiful play. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful, all right, to see that ball here in this California night sailing out of the park. Gary Peters ready. Over the top delivery to Rick Mundy. In there. Called strike three. Goes down. That's first out here in the fifth inning. And away strike out for Peters. That'll be his fourth. Let me check that back again. Don't want to give you any bad information. Let's make that five. Gary Peters now pitching to Dave Duncan, who slaps the first pitch foul. He's after a high curveball. 
No ball, one strike count. Crowd still buzzing about uh, Greeny's home run. Right over the left field wall. Peter's ready. Delivers the plate. Duncan takes a slow curve. That stays outside. One ball, one strike count. One out here in the bottom of inning number five. Three runs have been scored. Duncan looks at the pitch. That's low. That's ball two. I'd give most anything to know what's running through young Dick Green's mind right now. Two on delivery. Swung on and tapped away foul. So Duncan's count now is two balls and two strikes. Boy, Al, he didn't seem to take the real big cut, but Green, he just has tremendous power and uh, hit that one right on the nose. It was out all the way. Well, he's got those good wrists, Marty, and snap that bat around pretty fast. Two-two pitch. Curveball swung on a miss, strike three. Oh, Duncan goes down by the strikeout route to give Gary Peters strikeout number six tonight. John Odom is coming up to the plate. I imagine John feels a lot better about it. He was uh, two runs behind at the end of the top half of this inning. But his teammates went out and uh, not only clawed their way back in the ball game, but took the lead away from the White Sox. In case you hooked up plate with us, we'll tell you how it happened in a second. Pitch to Johnny Odom outside, ball one. It all started when Bando singled between Aparicio and Melton into left field on sort of a squeeze-up play. Cater then moved him down to second on a single to left. There's a pitch swung on, hit down to third. Melton charges up and throws to first base in time, and the inning is over. And then Green unloaded his home run. Well, that's uh, how the scoring was done here in this inning, which uh, gives the A's a total of three runs on three base hits. Nobody left on, and there were no errors. So the score at the end of five full innings of play now. It's the Oakland A's three, and the Chicago White Sox two. You know, we've all looked forward to the opening of our baseball season here in Oakland, and this season the games will be brought to you by your 21 Bay Area Pontiacers. And what's their pitch? Well, sir, it's to put you in a new 69 Pontiac. And to do it, these Pontiacers are going all out to give you the best deal in town. Right now, prices are so low, you can't afford to pass them by. So see your nearest Bay Area Pontiacer tomorrow. You'll find he'll really play ball with you. If you live near Concord, visit Meridian Motors. In Martinez, John P. Serpa. In Richmond, it's Ostrand Pontiac. Across the bay in San Rafael, stop by at Dexter Pontiac. In South San Francisco, call on Arata Pontiac. And in Burlingame, drive into Rancho Pontiac. Or if you're down Redwood City Way, it's Palestra Pontiac. No matter where you live in the Bay Area, there's a Pontiacer near you who's eager to help you break away in one of the wide track and super formers. One more thing your Bay Area Pontiacers agree on, wishing our Oakland A's and their fans a great baseball season in 1969. out to the top half of inning number six as the message board, the entertainment board above left field, says welcome Al Lopez and the Chicago Pale Holes. Well, the Pale Holes are behind right now as we move to the top half of sixth inning. The score stands three to two in favor of open. Johnny Odom here in the sixth inning will pitch to Carlos May, the left fielder, Bill Melton, the third baseman, and Gail Hopkins, the first baseman. Carlos Bay has struck out and has singled. He hit a rifle shot single off the shins of Danny Cater at first base in the fourth inning. And he was worked around to be the first run in the ballgame. May standing forward at the plate now. 
Odom over the top with a big curveball and drops it in there nicely for the strike. Comes right back to the plate now with a curve. It's low. Count is one ball and one strike. See over in the National League where Houston and San Diego have gotten underway and uh, Houston is leading the new expansion San Diego team one to nothing at the end of one inning. Wilson and Selma pitching that ball game. Curveball is a little bit low. The May, two balls and one strike. Montreal, the other expansion team in the National League today, defeated uh, the New York Mets 11 to 10. Fastball swung on by May and hung out into very shallow left center field. Campanera's back. Coming up is Hershberger. Hershberger calling for it, and it's Hershberger making the catch. May is out of there, flying out to his opposing left fielder, Mike Hershberger. That brings on Bill Melton. Philadelphia, Chicago, it was the Cubs of Leo DeRocher beating the Philadelphia Phillies 7-6. Pittsburgh and St. Louis playing tonight. They're going in the last half of the 12th inning, tied at 2-2. Two two. San Francisco Giants dropped their second ball game of the year, 10-2 to, to Atlanta. Fastball swung on by Bill Melton. A high fly ball in the left field. Hershberger's got another whack at it. Comes up under it. Takes the high fly ball for the second out. Two away. Top half of the sixth inning. That puts it up to Gail Hopkins now with two down and the bases empty. Negro is the winning pitcher for Atlanta in their ball game tonight. And Perry lost it for uh, San Francisco. McCovey hit a home run for the Giants, however, and uh, Felix Mian hit the first bases-loaded home run of the current campaign for his ball club, the Atlanta Braves. We'll check in on the American League in a minute or two. Go left-handed batter. Odom's fast pitch is low and outside ball one. Hopkins, in this ball game, has been up a total of twice. He's forced a man and uh, was base runner on the field of shorts in the fourth inning. So he's 0 for 2. Odom delivers to him. The curveball dropped in there off the fist. One ball, one strike count. Boston got underway pretty well today, beating Baltimore 5-4. to four. Landis winning it in relief, beating Adamson. Fastball swung on. There's a hopper hit down to second base. Green charges. Snaps his throw over to Cater. And the top half of the sixth inning is all over. So for the Chicago White Sox, nothing across in the sixth inning. And the score at the end of five and a half now. It is Oakland three and Chicago two. Well, down below us somewhere, we hear the Dixieland band that's going to be prevalent at all of the Oakland A's baseball games in 1969 here at the Coliseum. We don't have a name for them yet, and if any of you uh, would like to come up with a name for our Dixieland band that's going to be performing here all year long, we'd like to hear from you. Just write a card or a letter and tell us what you think it should be and send it to the Oakland A's here at the Coliseum. The winner will be announced after the uh, current homestand is over. In other words, uh, all mail that comes in up through the last day of the current homestand will be eligible for the contest. And the person who picks the name of the band that uh, is the winner, Charlie Finley, will give you a pair of tickets, box seat tickets free for the rest of the 1969 American League season here at the Coliseum. So if you got a name for the band that's going to be performing here all year, uh, let us hear about it. Uh, send us some cards or letters, and uh, we'd be liking to hear from you. Al 
here at the uh, Coliseum tonight, uh, they've just flashed up a big sign a few minutes ago that for all future games at the Coliseum, kids will be admitted for every ball game for only 75 cents to the bleacher section here at the Coliseum. So from now on, all kids can get in for 75 cents for any game. That's some of the best news we've had in a long time, Marty, and uh, we're glad to know that uh, Mr. Findlay and the Oakland A's want to see the kids in the ballpark. Come on, kids, and take advantage of it. Here is Campanaris standing up at the plate. Gary Peters wheels the pitch into him, and it's over there for the strike. Yeah, we're expecting to have a big 1969. We want you to enjoy every bit of it. Fastball. Campanaris takes this one low, and his count now is a ball on the strike. Campanaris has been up twice. He has not become a base runner tonight. So there hasn't been any road running going from Campanaris, but he'll be getting on. Almost did that time. That pitch was weighing off the hips and almost hit him. So Campy's count now up on the board is two balls and one strike. See where Kansas City beat Minnesota today. Next inning ball game. Fastball to Campanaris is outside. As it took 12 innings before Drabowski for his new ball club, the expansion Kansas City Royals, defeated Minnesota, who is figured to be the ball club that will be charging after the A's in the Western Division this year, beat them 4-3. Fastball, Campy takes this one. That's popped for the strike. The count is three and one. Campy bluffing the bunt that time. Had Bill Melton coming up from third base as though somebody had tied a lasso around his neck and suddenly gave it a big quick pull. Three two pitch. Campy swings, hits a bounder to shortstop. Aparicio bubbles, can't pick it up. Campanaris is a base runner, and that undoubtedly will cause an error on Aparicio. Campy has become a base runner for the first time on Aparicio's error at shortstop. But sometimes that's what will break a ball game wide open for you. However, the A's are leading this from three to two, and I'd like to get some insurance runs. Here's Reggie Jackson now, who has doubled and struck out. He's been ordered to button, fouls the first pitch off into the dirt. Campanaris couldn't take advantage of uh, moving down, although Josephson uh, did not field the ball. Strike one, a count on Reggie Jackson. Melton is shoving up at third base. Hopkins holding the corner on Campanaris. Now let's see what happens with Jackson. He squares off, but as he does, Gary Peters flips the first base to keep Campanaris close. Now look upon the big animation board right now. How do you spell that word? I mean, how do you pronounce that uh, B-E-E-B? Great big beep-beep up on the board. There's a throw to first to keep beep-beep close. showing he certainly learned something uh, in his one year up there batting behind Campy. He's backed out away from the plate to allow Campanaris to get his breath again. Peters took five shots at him over there with throws. Now Reggie Jackson back up at the plate. Campanaris a lead. Down comes the pitch he holds. The bust is attempted but fouled off to the left of the plate by Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson batting at 500 right this minute. We're reading it right off the Big scoreboard up behind right field. It'll keep you advised of the batting averages currently of not only the Oakland A's, but also of the ball club visiting. The pitch to the plate to Jackson. Swung on a miss. Reggie was after that one and didn't get it. That's strike three. Now before we have Hershberger up, let's pause for station identification. The Oakland A's baseball network. This is the place... KNBR, Radio 68, the big one in San Francisco. 
now let's see what happens with Hershberger. A pitch out. Campanaris is going nowhere. Josephson was ready to fire to second base, but Cappy just stand there watching him. So the pitch was wasted. The count is ball one on Mike Hershberger. Down comes the pitch. There goes Campanaris. Swung on. Fouled away up the third base side. Well, they're playing a little run and hit that time. Mike Hershberger with a count of a ball and a strike. Campanaris back to first base. Bobby Locker back up throwing down in the White Sox bullpen down the right field side. Peters behind in the ball game, three to two. The A's leading the White Sox. Comes set, throws over to first base instead. Campanaris showed a duck hops back in. Bob Hoffman is the first base coach down there. Campanaris drives away, draws another throw, so it's very evident that Gary Peters is worried about Campanaris digging for second base. And I think you'll find out in the American League a lot this year. They'll be expecting this young fellow to run, and uh, he will. He's on his own down there. He can do it anytime he wants to. He holds this time as the pitch is way inside the Hershberger and almost got him on the hip. So it's two balls and one strike on Hershberger, who now backs away from the plate and looks around at Johnny McNamara at third base to see what kind of sign maybe on one out one on here in the sixth inning the pitch is swung on by Hershberger and it's a high foul ball off the third base side there goes Melton over near the stands reaches out gets his glove on it but cannot hold it as he runs into the stand there'll be no play on it there'll be no error the only thing uh, the result the only result will be that Hershberger retains his life at the plate with a count of uh, two balls and two strikes. Hershberger looking for his first 1969 base hit. As Vlad Durant in his role to shortstop, both times retiring the side. Campanaris waits. There he goes. The pitch is made and taken for the call strike. The throw from Josephson is in the center field, but Campanaris will go nowhere. He'll hold right on at second base. They'll give Cappy a steal of second base, and that really shook up uh, Josephson. And Hershberger swinging the protector runner, struck out. That'll be strikeout number eight for uh, Gary Peterson, and give the Cappanaris a stolen base his first of the year. Eight strikeouts now for Gary Peters, and he'll be going now to Bando. Bando can produce a base hit as he did the last time up. It'll mean that Campanaris will get an opportunity to come in with the fourth A's run of the night. Score standing 3-2 in favor of the A's over the White Sox right now. Campanaris, pretty good-sized lead in second. Down comes the pitch, swung on, and hit down to shortstop. Aparicio digs it out, throws over to first base, and that's all for the A's here in the sixth inning. So it's a 6-3 ground out to retire the side. No runs, there were no base hits. There was one error. There was a stolen base, and one man was left on. So the score at the end of six full innings of play is open three and Chicago two. You know, at the start of this baseball season, your 21 Bay Area Pontiacers would like to wish the Oakland A's and all their fans a grand slam of a year. Pontiacers located all over the six Bay Area counties will be bringing you the play-by-play account of the action during this and the coming games. And they extend an invitation to you and yours to come to White Track Town, where the new 69 Superformers are making a truly memorable Pontiac year. It's the right year and the right time to break away in your new Pontiac. 
because your Bay Area Pontiacers are waiting for you with the lowest prices ever and the highest trade-ins to boot. So visit your local Pontiacer soon, like Allison Pontiac and All-American Pontiac in San Jose, Bridges Pontiac in Hayward, the Julio Pontiac in Fremont, Dan Day Pontiac in Palo Alto, in Sunnyvale, Larry Hopkins Pontiac, and down in Los Gatos, Colin Wilson-Stevens Pontiac. They're just part of the rooting section of 21 Bay Area Pontiacers who hope you'll have a great baseball season with our Oakland A's. Join us regularly for the broadcast of the A's games. Well, Monty, as we move into the top half of inning number seven here, Johnny Odom still has one run to go on. The A's are leading the White Sox three to two. And, of course, they want to try to keep it that way. And for the White Sox, their first batter up here will be Dwayne Josephson. He'll be followed by Bradford and by Barry. So, Mr. Moore, go get him. We've got a good one cooking here. Dwayne Josephson knocked in the game's only run for the White Sox, or the first run for the White Sox, before Peters Homer. He did it with an infield ground out. John Odom winds. Here's his pitch. Low and away, ball one. The A's lead it 3-2. to two. Fans have had lots to cheer about and certainly lots to say when they go out tomorrow to work. We had a great night at the Coliseum. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Swing and a mess and a changeup. Curve, it's now 1-1. One one. They've seen Campanera steal a base. We've seen some of the finest defensive shortstop play you've ever seen in one game. Aprichos made three great plays. Cavaneras has made one. Here's the 1-1 one, one pitch. Swinging strike two on an Odom slider. One ball, two strikes on Dwayne Josephson, the right-handed batting catcher of the Chicago White Sox, who will be here for an afternoon game tomorrow. There's the fastball inside. Odom knocked him back away from the plate. a coat or something hanging over the left center field wall and the plate umpire Ed Rungi says let's get it off. So Rick Monday who catches everything in the ballpark out that way has gone over to catch a blanket. Threw it back over. Boy I heard a, a real great public address announcement one night Al down in Kansas City they had some fans sitting in what we call the pennant porch in right field had put their coats off. Yeah. And put him over the front edge of the railing there. I'll tell you in just a minute. Here's Odom's pitch. Here's a drive into center field Monday. Going back. And he's got it. Well, this enterprising VA announcer was signaled by the umpire to have those fans to get those uh, garments off the fence out there. So the VA announcer said very loud and clearly so everybody could hear it. The fans, with the fans in the right field bleacher section, please remove your clothes. <laughs> oh, here's Buddy Bradford, right-handed batter. Foul ball back this way. Well, I keep telling you, Monty, anything can happen to the ballpark. <laughs> no balls, it wouldn't strike the count. The A's are leading the White Sox 3-2 in the 69 opener. Blue Moon Odom delivers to the plate. Bradford slices it foul off into the crowd. Strike two. schedule tonight. Tremendous pregame show. The A's 69 yearbook is on display in the stands here tonight. Odom's pitch. Strike three. Carl, he got him looking at a fastball right across the middle. 
Johnny Odom has now struck out four White Sox batters. There are two down in the seventh inning, and the batter is Ken Berry. When I introduced Ken tonight, he ran out on the field. Starting center fielder for the White Sox, he yelled to me off to the side, why didn't you tell him I'm from Topeka? Kenny and I had some common ground at Topeka. There's a fly ball hit up into the air, left side of the infield. Capanaris is calling for it as it comes down. He's got it, and the side is retired. No runs, hits or errors, nobody left on. We go to the home half of the seventh. This is stand-up and stretch time. Walk around the chair, everybody. Our A's are leading the White Sox 3-2. to two. The very best way to enjoy all of this action of the American League Baseball this summer is to have your very own season ticket for a seat at the beautiful Oakland Coliseum, where the Oakland A's will be battling the 11 other teams of this league in 81 games scheduled on 73 dates from April the 8th through September the 28th. Season ticket plans have been devised by the A's management this year, ranging from a seat to each and every game, day or night, and priced at $255.50 the way through plan number six called Sundays with the A's, which can be gotten for as little as $45 for a seat for tonight's opener, for example, and the Memorial Day doubleheader and 13 Sunday dates. In all, a total of 23 games. Call 635-4300 and that's the A's ticket office for more detailed information, or better still, come on by the office in person and pick the seat and the plan of your choice. But whatever you do, join us at the ballpark this year. It's going to be a fine 1969 100th anniversary of baseball. It's the last half of the seventh inning. Danny Cater comes on for the A's now. Dandy Danny has had one hit tonight. He'll be followed by Dick Green and then Rick Monday. The A's have had four hits. Luckily, they wired three of them right together in the fifth inning, the climax being the jackpot blow by Dick Green. Peters, a tough left-hander for the White Sox on the mound. Winds and pitches to Cater. Little high to Danny, ball one. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Cater. He fouls off a curveball. One ball and one strike. Mahalia Jackson came here all the way from Chicago to see this game tonight and to sing the national anthem. What a tremendous job she did, and she is quite a baseball fan. She didn't come here just to do the national anthem bit. She loves baseball. 1-1 pitch. Cater takes it a little low. Ball two. One of the great thrills you can have is to see someone from out of the past, when you love the game of baseball as we do, to see a Connie Mack the second. He's here tonight, too. Cater takes a look at a strike. It's two and two. Connie Mack second and Connie Mack third both here at the ballpark tonight as the A's dedicated their 69 season to the memory of Connie Mack the first. Cater slams one in the left center field. Base hit for Cater. Ken Berry comes in to pick the ball and Cater is on to start the A's winging in the seventh inning. The A's second baseman Dick Green, who hit a three-run home run his first time up. Out on the big message board, charge and great animation. Here's a pitch. Green takes a curve inside ball one. He had shortened up that time, as if he might be going to bunt the ball. 
One ball and no strikes. The score, the Oakland A's three, the Chicago White Sox two. Been a very, very well-played game. Peters sets. Here's a pitch to Green. He punts at the ball and foul tips it. One and one. Here is on. Start the A's winging in the seventh inning. And now here is the A's second baseman, Dick Green, who hit a three-run home run his first time up. Here's a pitch. Green takes a curve inside ball one. He had shortened up that time as if he might be going to bust the ball. One ball and no strikes. The score, the Oakland A's three, the Chicago White Sox two. Been a very, very well-played game. Peters sets. Here's a pitch to Green. He punts at the ball and foul tips it. One and one. down with the last of the seventh. Here's a pitch. Green squares. Bunts this ball out to the mound. It's off the hand of Jerry Peters. He falls down. Can't make a play anywhere. <laughs> Gary Peters made a Herculean type effort to get a butt by Dick Green. Greeny tried to butt it past the mound. Peters made a dive after the ball and got his bare hand on it but could not hold on. It fell right down at his feet, and while he was scrambling for the ball, Green was scrambling for first, Cater for second, and they both made it. Now, two on, nobody down. The batter is Rick Monday. Gary Peters, the pitcher. Here's a guy who hit Monday in the head one time in a ball game in Chicago. Here's a pitch. Monday down the third base line. It's going to be a beauty. Tremendous excitement at the Coliseum. Lots of action, Monty. I think that's what uh, baseball 
is going to be all about in this 1969 season, and we sincerely hope that the folks listening in tonight that could not make it here to the ballpark will get their tickets and season tickets and join us for all 80 games that will be left after the playing of this one tonight. And those uh, tickets, as you know, money can be gotten very easily, either at any uh, UCB bank, or 70 of them in the state of California, and also any of the 18 Smith stores in uh, Northern California, plus uh, right here at the Coliseum. So uh, we're looking for our friends uh, on many, many occasions this year, Monty, to join in and have the fun that we expect to have in the 1969 season. And you can order tickets by mail in case you're listening on one of our Fine A's radio network stations tonight across the great west. Just order tickets, $3.50 for lower deck box seats, $3 for all other reserve seats in the house. It's a dollar and a half for the bleachers except for kids 12 and under. Kids 12 and under can get into any A's game for just 75 cents. Now there are also special group nights for kids and group days. For instance, the first kids day here at the ballpark will be April 12th. That's this coming Saturday when the A's play a 1.30 game against the Kansas City Royals. And the Oakland A's are pleased to offer to youth groups in the Bay Area the opportunity to attend any one of these 13 selected home dates. For information on how you can get the youngsters into ball games for just 50 cents, call the Oakland A's group sales director, Ron Mihalik, at 635-4300. Kids 16 and under can get in for 50 cents a person in groups. Now, without groups, you can come in for 75 cents to any A's ball game in the bleacher section. All right, here's Dave Duncan up now to bat against Bob Locker. Tomorrow night, Jim Nash against Tommy John. Or tomorrow afternoon, 1.30. The White Sox pull their infield in. Locker, a right-hander, a good sinker ball pitcher. Dick Green's at third, Rick Monday at first, and Dave Duncan is the batter. Locker to the belt. Here's a pitch. Duck swings and fouls it off, strike one. With that infield drawn in, it would indicate the White Sox had rather cut off a play at the plate than to go around the horn for the double play right here. That is until nobody's down. Fly ball to the outfield, could score a run. Duncan has been up twice tonight, struck out twice. Locker pitches to Dunk. Look out, it's curve ball that got away from him, almost hit Dave. The Oakland A's, four, and the Chicago White Sox, two, in the 69 opener. pitches. Duncan swings at the fly ball in the center field. That should score. Dick Green. Monday's also tagging. Green tags at third. He's coming to the plate. He scores. And it's five to two. Sacrifice fly ball by Dave Duncan. Now here's John Odom up with one away. Dave went up there that time with the idea in mind to just get wood on the ball. With the infield drawn in, he wanted to get that runner home, and he did it. White Sox pull up, look for the butt now. 
Lockers the stretch, throws back over to first to hold Rick Monday there. Melton shallow at third. Here's the pitch. Odom bunts at the ball and misses for a strike. It's 0 1. We've got a pretty good crowd out in our general admission section here tonight. I think that's one of the finest places to watch the game from in the ballpark anyway. It's really a good place out there. There's not a bad seat in this ballpark. One strike to count on Blue Moon. Locker's pitch. Bunny right out towards the mound. Locker picks it up. He's throwing to second base. He got Monday on a fine play. Odom bunted what looked to be a pretty good bunt. It was straight towards the mound, but Locker had to come down off there in a hurry to get it, and the A's had one of their fastest runners going. Rick must have gotten a pretty slow jump off first because Locker got him at second. So with two down, that leaves Odom on at first base. Good play by the White Sox pitcher. Here's Campy Campaneras. This little guy has already put his first stolen base up on the boards for 1969. And there'll be lots more where that one came from. Locker pitches to him. Strike gets in there. 0 and 1. Remember, our first doubleheader of 69 will be here Sunday afternoon. Here's Bench. Curve in there, a call strike. It's 0 2. The Kansas City Royals will be in town for Friday night at 7 30, Saturday afternoon at 1 30, and a doubleheader Sunday afternoon. That's one of seven Sunday doubleheaders the A's will play this year. 0-2 pitch to Campanaris. Swinging strike three. Locker retires the side. So, the A's in the seventh inning got two runs. Three hits. There was one error, and the A's left him in on. After seven full innings of play, the score is the Oakland A's five and the Chicago White Sox two. Say, this is action time for the Oakland Athletics and all their fans, and certainly there's action packed here tonight. Action time, too, for your 21 Bay Area Pontiacers. They'll be bringing you these games throughout the season, and they're ready for you with a great lineup of new 1969 Pontiacs. Right now, fans, they're really going to bat for you with unbelievably low prices and the best trade-ins in town. Deals that'll top all records and let you break away in a new wide track and super former. There's a Pontiacer close by no matter where you live in the Bay Area, like Art Bridges Pontiac, Boaz Pontiac, and Winters Pontiac in San Francisco, Lee Adams Pontiac, or Doden Pontiac right here in Oakland. In Berkeley, it's Kuna Pontiac. Or down in San Leandro, visit McKissick Pontiac. They're all part of the great team of Bay Area Pontiacers who can make this your winning season with the best car buy of the year. All of those 21 Bay Area Pontiacers are happy to bring you every game of your Oakland A's. And they wish the Athletics and all their fans a most memorable and exciting 69 season dedicated to Connie Mack. Well, Bobby, I see that the very first special day here at the Coliseum has been put up on the board. It's that day, Saturday, May 10th, game time, 1.30, and with the New York Yankees. 
Remember how much fun we had last year on back days? Absolutely, yeah. It's going to be a big one here again this year. And uh, we get a little bit of time. We can't get it all in. But we've got something else to talk about, too. Great. Here's Sandy Alomar against John Odom. Swing and a miss, strike one. Alomar, a left-handed batter, denying his ground to short and lined out to short. Here's the pitch. Swing and a foul back. Strike two. You know, I got a big kick tonight out of talking with Connie Mack, the second, and uh, Connie Mack Jr. He was talking about what maybe his father would have thought of the colorful uniforms of the A's. And he said, well, I want to tell you something about Connie Mack. He said, my father was the only owner who did not ever complain about Bill Beck's great publicity stunt. Here's the pitch outside for a ball. Back in his days, he said Connie Mack was all in favor of color and publicity and promotion and everything that could put another fan in the ballpark. And I thought it was a tremendous uh, thing to hear, Al. Well, I'll tell you one thing about uh, Connie Mack. He lived, ate, and slept baseball, and anything he thought would help the game, he was all for it. And uh, I can well understand Connie saying that. One ball, two strikes on Alomar. Here's the wind. The pitch coming. Swinging strike three. The moon cut him down. Odom has struck out five batters tonight. The White Sox have had three hits. Now here is a pinch hitter, Pete Ward, coming on to bat for the White Sox. Ward batting for Bob Locker. I see they have Dan Osinski throwing out of the bullpen. a left-handed batter with good power. He's played third base, first base in the outfield for the White Sox. Here's a pitch from Odom. Curveball in on him. Ball one. The score here. The Oakland A's five and the Chicago White Sox two. Outside and high. Pete Ward, bench hitting for the White Sox. Two balls and no strike. Swing and a miss, strike one. Last year, hit 216 for Chicago, but he had 15 home runs. Here's the pitch. Swinging. Strike two. Boy, Odom's sinker tonight has been sensational. Two balls, two strikes. This is the top of the eighth inning. Hayes leading five to two. Around comes the right arm of Odom. The pitch. Swing and a bouncing ball out through the middle. Dick Green far to his right and center field. He throws the ball. The first he got him. like a book. Was playing Pete Ward about five feet deep on the outfield grass, way in the hole to right. Ward hit the ball through the middle, Green went to his right and fielded the ball maybe ten feet deep on the center field grass. 
I've said before, Monty, and I think you'll agree with me, this green plays a deeper second base than anybody around the league today, and uh, just about as deep as anybody I've ever seen play it. Here's Luis Aparicio with two down in the eighth inning. The pitch fouled away for a strike. The attendance here tonight, 23,610. Strike the count on Aparicio, who's 0 for 3 tonight. The pitch from Odom. Bouncer down the third baseline and kicks off foul. Right in front of Tony Cuccinello. The A's resplendently bedecked here tonight in a brand new Fort Knox gold cap with a Kelly Green A on it. Wedding gown white uniforms and snow white albino kangaroo shoes. How's that grab you, Mr. Fashion Plate? Hey, I want you to know something. They can be called a fashion plate of baseball. I love this uniform. Yeah, how about this one? Here's Odom's 0-2 pitch. Outside, ball one. The A's still have their Fort Knox gold uniforms that they'll be wearing. And on the road, their Pacific Ocean Misty Green. Here's the one and two pitch. Sidearm fastball hit on the ground to third. Mando digs it out. There's his throw. He nailed him, and that's all for the White Sox. In the eighth inning, up and down they go. One, two, three, and the score remains. The good guys in the White Shoes five, and the White Sox two. Yes, sir, Dave, I've got an idea. Why don't, why don't we pretend you're calling a game? You're the play-by-play man. Yep. <laughs> so you're out of the Coliseum. The game is about ready to start, and you're on the air, Dave. Okay. Hi there, sports fans. Here we are at the old ballpark, ready for another disaster. Wait, Wait a minute. Disaster, Dave? What do you mean, disaster? You didn't let me finish, Frank. I was going to say we're ready for another disaster for the opposing team. See, we're oh. going to destroy them. Well, I think it'd be better if you just stick with the facts, Dave. Okay, Frank, let's do it again. Hi there, sports fans. It's another rotten day out at the old ballpark. Wait a minute, Dave. It's never a rotten day at the ballpark, Dave. It's not? No. Okay. Once again. Hi there, sports fans. It's another beautiful day at the ballpark. You fans that are being blown out of the seats over there in Section G, just relax. The tornado will blow over in an hour or so. Wait, and wait, wait. Dave. Dave, you go ahead and practice. I just remembered I've got an appointment. I'm getting out of here. Okay, Frank. Hi there, sports fans. It's another day at the old ballpark. a right-hander, one-time property of the Oakland A's, is on the mound as a reliever for the Chicago White Sox. While he's taking his warm-up tosses, let's pause for station identification. This is the Oakland A's Baseball Network. The good life is here on Radio 68, the big one, KNBR in San Francisco. The fun stadium for Major League Baseball in Oakland at the Coliseum. Monty Moore with Al Helper. We're happy to have with us tonight our big NBC producer, Al Ashby. Back for another year of fun and frolic and telling us when to break the station. <clears throat> he shatters them, Monty. Here's a pitch to Reggie Jackson. High and outside ball one. Dan Osinski's got a real good fork ball, one of the best in the Major Leagues. Guy's got a good arm. He's been around a lot. He's with the Angels. He's with the... A's when they were in Kansas City. Went over to the National League. Here's a pitch to Jackson. Inside ball two. 
Jackson ripped a double up the alley in left center field in the fourth inning and trying for a triple, he was thrown out on a perfect relay from Ken Berry to Luis Aparicio to Bill Nelson. What a play that Aparicio made on the one-hop relay throw. 2-0 pitch to Jackson. High. Ball three. I really got a kick out of watching Jackson get that double out for more reasons than one. There were two strikes on him when he got it. One ball and two strikes, and he went to the opposite field. He just backed away from that plate said, I'm not going to strike out, and he didn't. Well, you're going to find he's a much different batter this year. 3-0 pitch. Strike call. The A's have Lou Krause throwing out of the bullpen along with Jim Rowland. Rowland, the left-hander. Krause, the right-hander. And I see Joe Nosick up throwing the ball around, which indicates he'll probably go in for defense. Here's a 3-1 pitch to Jackson. Swinging a bouncing ball right side of the infield. Alomar picks it up. Throws the first. They got him. Jackson digging hard down that line. Is out number one in the eighth inning. Mike Hershberger comes on to bat for the A's. Mike 0 for 3 tonight. Mike hit that ball hard in spring training. Made a couple of sensational throws. Oh, the A's have got some guns out of that outfield. Hershberger, Jackson, and Monday. Here's Osinski's pitch to Mike. Breaking ball in the dirt outside ball one. In case you're looking ahead to the top of the ninth to see who Odom must retire if he's going to win this one, it's May, Melton, and Hopkins. Second, third, and fourth hitters for the White Sox. Olsinski delivers. Hershberger checks his swing. The ball hits the bat and goes foul. Telling that Mahalia Jackson jumped up out of her seat down there a little while ago when all that excitement was going on and the A's were scoring. Tremendous enthusiasm. Here's a one-on-one pitch. Mike fouls it away. Down the right side of the ballpark, over into the crowd it goes, and somebody among the 23,610 has a souvenir. Remember that after all of our games, 1969, we'll have our Head and Home Show, talking to one of the players, someone involved in the game, who had a lot to do with the game. Hershberger breaks the bat, hits a smash off the glove of the pitcher. Alomar retrieves it, throws the first, got his man. And parts of that bat will be picked up for a few days here. Hershberger got jammed and hit one back off the glove of Osinski, who gets an assist on it. Alomar also gets an assist over the first. Now they're two down in the eighth, and the batter is Salbando, who has had one hit tonight in three at-bats. on a sharp-breaking slider. No balls and one strike. Osinski cranks and delivers. Look out. That's a fastball that tail in on the right-handed batter. The score. The A's five and the White Sox two. Here's a one-on-one pitch. Breaking ball is low. Two balls and one strike. Been an amazing thing in this ball game. Not one base on ball has been issued. Pitch. Strike 
call in the outside corner. Osinski made a beautiful pitch. Two balls, two strikes to count. Here's the line and the pitch to Bando. There's a line into the shortstop's left in the center field of base hit. And there he picks it up. With Bando on, here's Cater coming up. That's the second hit of the night for the A's cleanup man, Sal Bando. Cater's already had two. He comes up for his third attempt at a base hit. He struck out in the second inning. Two, the A's lead with two down, the runner at first base. Here's the pitch. Foul away by Cater, strike one. Going to be a fireworks display after the ball game here tonight. That'll be a little bit beyond what normally would happen after today's game. Here's a pitch. Cater takes outside. Bando had Osinski a little bit worried that time. One ball and one strike count. Osinski gets set. There goes Bando. Here's a pitch. Cater fouls it off. Taking a shot to right field on the play. One ball, two strikes to count. With two down and a runner at first base. pitching inside and high two balls two strikes the umpiring crew here tonight I don't know if we ever got it uh, Ed Rungi's behind the plate Cal Drummond the umpire at first base Jim Odom at second and a rookie by the name of Barnett is the umpire at third base here tonight first year in the American League Jim Barnett two and two count throw back over to first base holding Bando there Stadium organist here at Coliseum in Oakland, Lloyd Fox. Lloyd's a veteran of the baseball wars, entertaining in that area. Something's holding the game up. They looks like maybe the fence is falling down in a left field. <laughs> Might not be falling down, Marty, but it's certainly coming apart. I guess it's just a gate out there that came open and didn't close. two count on the A's first baseman Danny Cater who wears number two and early in the season we're going to be trying to give you all the numbers of the A's players over the air a lot of fans like to know numbers pitch to Cater a base hit in the center field Bando goes to second and holds on as Ken Berry comes in after the ball and that Bando and Cater have been bashing the ball tonight they have five hits between them but here's Dick Green who has two including a three run homer two out and two on and the swing and A's of Oakland 
leading five to two. Remember Friday night, the Kansas City Royals come to town. The A's will be ready to give them a royal greeting. And beating, they hope. It all starts at 7.30. There'll be a Saturday afternoon game at 1.30. And a big doubleheader here on Sunday afternoon. So double your pleasure and double your fun at the Coliseum on Sunday. 2-2 count. Osinski's pitch. Green pops it up behind the plate. Dwayne Josephson getting under the ball, makes the grab, and that retires the side. So the A's don't score here in the eighth. It's Holden Blue Moon Odom time as we go to the top of the ninth to score. The A's five and the Sox two. Just a few moments ago, you were talking about uh, something that uh, reminded me, Monty, that the uh, new Oakland A's yearbook has just come off the presses, and it is a beauty. One of the finest we've seen in a long, long time. There's some very fine pictures in that yearbook of all of the players, montages of them in action, plus a very fine thumbnail sketch of each and every one of them and their record. Also, you'll find the Oakland A's family in there and just how they are on and off the field. It's something that you'll want. You'll want to check the records of the players. You'll also want to check your uh, rosters of uh, the Oakland A's, and you can do it with this fine yearbook. Now, you folks listening in can obtain your yearbook for the price of $1 for the book and 25 cents for handling and mailing. Or a total of $1.25, you can have this yearbook. And then when you're listening to the broadcast or you're chatting with your friends about uh, who's up and what he's done and so forth, you'll have all this information right at your fingertips. So remember, $1.25 gets you the Oakland A's yearbook by mail. Johnny Odom goes into the top of the ninth inning now. It is Carlos May, the left fielder, to lead it off. He'll be followed by Bill Melton and Gail Hopkins, the second, third, and fourth men in the batting order. There goes the throw down to second base to Dick Green. Around the horn it goes, and back over to number 13, John Odom. Tomorrow afternoon, Jumbo Jim Nash will pitch against the White Sox starting at 1.30. We'll be in the air with our broadcast at 10 minutes past 1 o'clock with On Deck. May, a big wide shoulder left-handed batter now up at that plate. Hey, here are the Dixielanders down underneath us. The pitch low for ball one. The crowd gives him a fine round of applause. He's got a big tuba player there, and he's got more hair than most folks. I'll tell you that. Here's the 1-0 pitch. In there for a call strike. The guys all got white straw hats on. See, I see a tuba. See a saxophone, a trumpet, a trombone, and a banjo. Here's a one-on-one pitch. Fly ball up in the air in a shallow left field. Joe Nasek out in left now for the A's. Runs Campanaris out of the way, and Joe makes the catch. Joe Nasek playing left field for open. One out in the ninth inning, and the batter now is Bill Melton, the third baseman. a right-handed batter. Here's Odom's pitch. It's a little low, ball one. Remember to stay tuned now. Right after the broadcast of the game itself, we'll have our Head and Home Show coming up very shortly with an interview with one of the players. And scores of all other major league action today. Here's a 1-0 pitch. Inside and high ball two. 
It's two balls and no strikes. The score here in the ninth inning, 5-2 Oakland leading. Lou Cross and Jim Rowland continue to throw in the bullpen as Odom throws 2-0 down the middle. A call strike 2-1 now. inside corner. The count, two balls, two strikes on Melton. One out in the ninth inning. Odom delivers to the plate. Sidearm fastball swung on and fouled off the foot of the batter. Odom has not gone that sidearm route too often tonight. Melton had a pretty good cut at that ball, but he hit over the top of it and fouled it right down off his foot. Chicago White Sox. New traveling uniforms this year. Their numbers are in white on the back of their uniforms. I can't say that I like that too much. They're hard to see, even though they are somewhat illuminated. 2-2 pitch, skirt ball, hit foul outside of third. Odom getting another baseball thrown out to him. Hanging in there pretty tough with two strikes on him, keeping the pressure on Odom to throw strikes. Here's the line, and the right-hander delivers. Swinging, strike three! Oh, the ball was foul-tipped, and Duncan could not hold on. The umpire had run. He had to run around in front of the plate to see if Duncan had the ball. Odom got that one by Melton, but it was foul-tipped downwards, and Duncan didn't have much of a chance to get it. Came across low to start with. Here's a pitch. Bouncer foul. Odom has thrown five straight strikes to this guy, and he's fouled off four of them. Two balls, two strikes to count. Here's Odom's pitch. Mouse foul again at Melton, who's a tough customer. Bill Posdell, the A's pitching coach. Standing next to Hank Bauer in the A's dugout. That's where he'll be operating this year. He'll be watching very closely the pitchers out on that mound. His decision will help Hank Bauer make many. 2-2 pitch to Melton. Low, ball three. Can't throw strikes all day, and that Melton's kept the pressure on Johnny. So it's gone full now, three and two. Gets his sign from Duncan. Here's the pitch. Ball four at the first man he's walked tonight, and what a battle it was. Odom walks a man, and that is the first walk issued in the entire ballgame. So there's one out, one on, and here's the left-handed batter, Gail Hopkins. Odom threw enough strikes right then to retire the side. Two innings, they threw them all to one guy just kept fouling them away. The pressure is on the pitcher, of course. He's the man who's got to initiate the action by throwing a strike. And when that batter keeps fouling them off, it's in his favor that sooner or later the pitcher's going to lose him. Here's Odom's pitch to the left-handed batter inside a low ball one. 
Dave Duncan is on his way out to talk to Odom now, maybe to slow him down a little bit. He had to make a lot of pitches, and Duck maybe just wants to give him a little bit of rest here. And a pretty good talking to about throwing strikes. pitch. Call strike on a curve. It's one and one. One, one count. The pitch. Strike two call. Oh, Odom threw a hard sinker that time. The bottom fell out of that one. Two count. Odom sets, throws. Just outside, ball two. Danny Cater, the A's first baseman, playing behind the runner at first. The White Sox trail by three runs. They're not apt to do a lot of running right here. Sal Bando, A's third baseman, in talking to Odom from long range. Two balls and two strikes to count. Hopkins cocks the bat at the plate. The pitch. Swinging strike three. Odom got him. Oh, what a sinker ball at Kithro. Six strikeouts for Moon tonight. And now with two out here is Dwayne Josephson. Right-handed batting catcher of Chicago. Odom mops his brow right underneath that beautiful Fort Knox gold new cap the A's are wearing. Oh, that really does top off this uniform with a gold sanitary hose. Here's Odom's pitch. Outside, and it gets away from Dave Duncan, comes back to the backstop. That's got to go to the fast ball, I believe. Now they call it a wild pitch. We weren't trying to second guess. It just looked like it hit Duncan's uh, mitt. came back to the backstop and Dave slung his mask down very, very unhappily. So there's a runner at second base now. Count of one and oh. Here's a pitch. That's low ball two. Here in the ninth inning, maybe the pressure of putting it away has bothered Odom just a little bit here. Thinking how close he has come now. Here's pitch. Low and outside, ball three. Buddy Bradford is on deck. Odom's got to come up with some strikes now. He has two down. A runner at second base. He doesn't want any more traffic out there. But this is the first inning of the game where he's shown any sign of control problem. I'm sure he's getting tired. Here's a 3-0 pitch. Strike! He got it over there. And he did it with a breaking ball. Now Odom takes a deep breath. Looks in at Dave Duncan. He's been trying to talk him through this the ninth inning. Odom is set. He winds. He fires. Strike two call. Another curveball. Dave Duncan, the young catcher, has found what Odom's pitch is. And he has stayed right with it. Now the big pitch of the game, maybe, right here. Full count, three balls, two strikes on Dwayne Josephson. 
Two down, a runner at second. Oda brings his hands together, kicks, fires. There's a drive to Kevin Harris's left. He makes a stop. He throws the first. He got him. I guess that was just about the size of the ball game, huh? Al, I guess it was. And I'll tell you, the last play of the ball game was a fantastic stop by Campy Campanaris. That ball was hit awfully hard to his left. It took a hop. And Campy, while his back was almost turned to the plate, snared the ball. I think we saw more fine defensive plays in this game tonight by shortstops than I've seen in a game in the big leagues in a long time by shortstops. Aparicio made three sensational plays. Campanaris made two. And, uh, well, the timely hitting, good pitching, exciting evening. I'm glad I came. Yeah, I'm glad I came too, Monty. I'm glad we're able to say we won the lid lifter for Hank Bauer, for Charlie Finley, for the Oakland A's, and for the fans of the Bay Area. The final score again of this ball game was Oakland 5, the Chicago White Sox 2. We hope you enjoyed our broadcast of the game, and that you'll join us again tomorrow when the A's are due to play the Chicago White Sox in an afternoon ball game. The airtime for our on-deck show will be at 1.10. 1.10. Now this is Al Helfer speaking for Monty Moore, our executive producer Hal Ashby, and our engineer Mr. Bennett, reminding you that just a few moments from now we'll be back with our heading home show over the Oakland A's radio network.
baseball comes to you from the Atlantic Richfield Company, makers of Richfield Imperial Boron, the big mileage maker gasoline that helps you live a little extra. And your 21 Bay Area high-trading Pontiacers who invite you to break away in a wide-track Pontiac. And this is the place, KNBR, Radio 68 in San Francisco. Big, deep, Right, Crescent Jewelers has a whale of a bargain for you sports fans and outdoorsmen. A set of wide-angle 7x35 binoculars with center focus. It's a $39.95 value for just $24.95 at Crescent. That's not all. This week, Crescent Jewelers will give you an RCA 6 transistor radio, battery, and earphones. Absolutely free, along with your binoculars. Together, that's a value of almost $50. Yours for just $24.95 at Crescent. Visit one of the 11 Crescent Jewelers in Northern California. First chance you get. The big, deep, quality name is Crescent Credit Jewelers. And stand by now for the Head and Home Show. 